This is the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's Tuesday, March 14th. Governor Brian Kemp has signed a mid-year spending plan that includes a property tax cut of nearly $1 billion and repays the Georgia Department of Transportation $1.1 billion it lost last year when the state suspended the motor fuel tax to stem the impact of high gas prices. Fuel taxes pay for road projects, and the money will go toward keeping GDOT programs rolling. The House and Senate last week passed the $32.5 billion mid-year budget, which runs through June 30th. Kemp said he signed the budget Friday, but announced it Monday. The mid-year budget builds on consecutive years of massive tax surpluses the state has seen since the COVID-19 economic shutdown ended in the spring of 2020 and will increase spending by about $2.36 billion, or 7.8%. Under the spending plan, homeowners will receive an extra one-time exemption on the value of their homes at tax time, a move that Kemp said in January would save those Georgians on average about $500. In other news, the family of Manuel Esteban Paez Teran, the activist killed in January by Georgia State Patrol troopers during a clearing operation at the site of Atlanta's planned public safety training center, on Monday released a private autopsy conducted after the DeKalb County coroner performed the initial examination for the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. The family's autopsy was limited because Tehran's body had largely been dissected during the first examination to retrieve bullet fragments from the 14 gunshot wounds. The Tehran family autopsy was performed by Dr. Chris L. Sperry, the GBI's former chief medical examiner who in 2015 retired abruptly after an Atlanta Journal-Constitution investigation found he had claimed hundreds of work hours at the GBI when he actually was working for clients of his forensic science consulting firm. The AJC found Sperry had taken on more than 500 cases as a paid forensic expert and that his moonlighting had created conflicts of interest and undermined his scientific and medical judgment. Up next, a jury in Louisiana has awarded Georgia parents $6.1 million in their federal lawsuit following their son's death due to hazing at LSU. Stephen and Ray Ann Groover of Roswell filed the suit in November 2018, about 14 months after their son Max died during a hazing incident at the Phi Delta Theta fraternity house. At the time of his death in September 2017, he had an alcohol level of .495, more than six times the legal limit for drivers. After Groover's death, then-LSU President F. King Alexander suspended all Greek activities, and the fraternity's national headquarters also investigated the death and suspended the chapter. According to the lawsuit, LSU discriminates by policing sorority hazing incidents more strictly than hazing at fraternities. The university claimed sovereign immunity. And Georgia Power's customers should keep an eye out for a one-time credit on their March bill. The company recently announced that the average residential customer will see a roughly $23 credit on their bill this month, though Georgia Power said the exact amount of each payback will vary by each customer's energy usage last year. The company said the credit was due to stronger-than-expected performance in 2022, which saw the company rake in earnings that were $297 million higher than previously estimated. With the approval of the Georgia Public Service Commission, the five-member elected body tasked with regulating the utility, Georgia Power got to keep all profits within its allowed earnings band of 9.50% to 12% last year. However, the company is required to split earnings above that 12% threshold with customers and use the remainder to pay down the cost of its assets. 
The modest one-time credit comes after Georgia Power just raised rates with the PSC's approval and while a slew of other rate increases loom for its customers. Spoken Layer